0: This is the Simi Sarah Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.
1: Good morning. It is Tuesday, March the 29th. I'm Simi Sarah and welcome to the show. Let's get you up to date on what's happening out there right now. Good morning, Gordon McDonald. Good morning. Now, I did not know that there was an award as dubious as this <laughs> one, but apparently there is. The award for most expensive gas in North America goes to us.
0: fifteen you you're Well ahead of the uh, runner-up as far as the West Coast is concerned, that would be Los Angeles. There, they're paying uh, about a buck a liter if you want to uh, convert it.
1: Okay, that's a lot for Los Angeles, too, a dollar a liter, because that's a car city. You cannot make your way around Los Angeles without a car, gourd. But why? Why is this happening to us? Well,
0: that was Dan McTeague of GasBuddy.com. Several reasons. One is we depend on American refineries in this part of uh, British Columbia, in this part of Canada. Uh, We don't uh, access the refineries from Alberta or back east nearly as much as we do the refineries, for instance, in Washington state. Uh, Americans are driving more, uh, so they're putting on more demand for uh, gas products. Their economy is strengthening. Um, The refineries are ramping up, but they can't ramp up that quickly. So if Americans need more gas and we need more gas, we're going to be coming in second if we're buying from Cherry Point some of those other refineries um that's the the fundamental reason uh so demand is up and the american companies will supply the americans first and uh so our gas becomes more expensive uh supply and demand
1: you know i i'm sure just like you and just like many people out there gordon i'm so tired of the excuses that we hear from the gas companies on this one too any kind of a slight problem Oh, there was a weather problem. Oh, there was a maintenance issue. Oh, there was this happening here. And the, automatically, our prices get jacked up. Like, it's so well,
0: ridiculous. Okay, but there is a very simple solution. Is there? Yeah. Let's what? build a refinery here. Let's expand, oh, we've talked about that for a while, Let's expand yeah. the refinery in Burnaby. Let's, you know, let's build a refinery here, for instance, in British Columbia. We could get product via pipeline, which is the safest way, way to move oil. We get product from, say, Alberta, and we could refine it right here. Now, the NDP has talked about, you know, uh, keeping more of those jobs at home. Uh, but, you know, the reality is, semi in Metro Vancouver and the Fraser Valley, hell will freeze over before, for instance, Derek Corrigan and Burnaby would want any expansion of the refinery capabilities there. Look how we fought anything to do with uh, pipelines and that kind of thing. So... If that's going to be the case, we're not going to build any refineries in Canada, especially not in this part of Canada, then we're going to have to suffer the vagaries. We also have, you know, I think 11 cents right now is, I think it's the Metro Vancouver Regional District adds 11 cents to the price of a liter of gasoline for all the good stuff that government does. I know. So, the thing
1: is here, we're, we're complaining because it's, what, a, a $1.15 a liter right now, and we know it's been much higher than this. I mean, it wasn't that well, long ago. We were doing a, close to $1.50 a liter,
0: that, too, right? so Well, the pain's, the pain's going to... Uh, Dan was uh, telling Fiona Forbes, uh, Forbes last night uh, in for Drex Live that the pain could get worse Thursday. Uh, so Thursday afternoon, normally it's Wednesday afternoon at one yeah. thirty our time, but because of the holiday, it's going to be Thursday afternoon one thirty is kind of when they set the American wholesale prices, yada yada yada. And w- so Dan will be watching it, and he thinks we could very well have a five cent per liter increase by Thursday night. Whatever
1: happened with David Black's refinery proposal for the Upper Coast? There, remember that? Yeah. And he's still—I know he's still pushing it. I'm just still looking at a story. I'm looking at a story here from just last November, actually. Uh, that's this was in the Financial Post that shows him still trying to push this plan to build a 22 billion dollar refinery on the coast of bc and he's still pushing it and you mentioned refinery gordon i've never seen in my lifetime anybody try as hard as david black has to kind of get something uh, built here so we'll have to check in with him actually in the near future and find out how that process but, is going
0: Well but simi remember that either you've got to have ships rail cars or pipelines that would bring the raw material yeah to the refinery and then you've got to have ships pipelines uh or um rail cars that would take the finished product down here to the gas station yeah. so you everything i guess is what any, you're saying you know do people here uh, we got one down in burnaby or you know people further up the coast want that well you know in the previous debates we've said hell no, no hell no to pipelines so how are we going to build a refinery Good question score that's why we keep you around. You ask the good stuff,
1: so uh yeah, if you're hurting with gas prices, although as, as I said, keeping it in perspective, it's still lower than it used to be. I still look at anything below a dollar twenty is you know a bargain compared to what we were dealing with you not that long remember, ago ago uh,
0: remember a couple of months ago it went below a
1: dollar how long Later. did that last, a couple oh. of days, a week maybe, when it was like 97, Gas 98, station. 99? Gas I know. Station in Langley, 99, <laughs> 9, let's go! <laughs> when we used to do that, oh, those were the days, weren't they? Send me at cknw.com when we come back. Since we're talking about money out of our pockets, how much money would you pay to be in the big leagues to get a one-on-one conversation with the Premier? Most of us can't afford it. We'll tell you why next. Well, what's happening right now is that there is a lot of discussion of how much money it takes to have a few words with the premier, it looks like. And Gord, seems to me the price has gone up over the last couple of years. Gary
0: Mason, Globe and Mail article pointing out a recent dinner hosted by SFU Chancellor Anne Giardini. Ten guests paid 10 grand each to mingle with Ms. Clark, later sit down for a multi course dinner. Uh, party fundraiser in Kelowna, small group paid $5,000 each to get quality time with the premier at a non-advertised private reception. According to a source, admission to some of the more exclusive get-togethers with Christy Clark can be as high as $20,000. But, in case you think this is a liberal thing... NDP John Horgan doing the same thing. He says he wants to get the big money out of politics, but neither party is breaking the law or the rules by doing this, and Horgan has uh, confirmed to the Globe and Mail his party's organized a fundraising breakfast that'll cost each person $2,000, and Adrian Dix, in the run-up to the 2013 election, uh, raised something like $90,000 with some of these kind of get-togethers. Uh, at one point, he uh, netted half a million dollars at a single reception for business leaders that cost uh, 2500 bucks each. So the liberals are doing it at higher prices. Uh, she is the premier. Well,
1: the government, that's why. The they government. Access and means more to them.
0: But people are still shelling out bucks uh, to see and have a, you know, a chat with John Horgan, the opposition leader. Neither party breaking the rules, but the question remains, it doesn't look good, and are no, people and are people getting the ear and getting the attention of the politicians? John McComb asked it, and I think, Simi, you're going to be asking the listener on the buzz line as well, um, does this mean that these folks, what's the quid pro quo? What are they going to get well, out yeah. of it?
1: Listen, Gord, you know as well as I do, you or I or anybody in this newsroom in this place today can call and put in a request to talk to the premier or rich coleman or Good a minister luck. and you know what nine times out of ten these days like in the last five or six years you get told no that they're only going to talk when they feel like talking but it turns out if we write a check we have a better chance of having access uh, to the politicians absolutely. which is wrong wrong
0: absolutely now one thing though it does cost the parties money to run an election so if you're going to cut this off, then how do they, for instance, uh, how do they raise money to get their get their message out? Uh, because they do need to raise money to get their message out. That is the reality of left-wing, right-wing politics, centrist politics, pick your party – Campaign signs, websites, all of this kind of stuff costs lots of money. So, right, um, I understand.
1: Though this has also been a very big problem in Ontario, where the Liberals, uh, the provincial Liberals in power there, have been heavily criticized for doing something like this. This morning, the Premier Kathleen Wynne in Ontario has said that they will be changing the rules on this. Uh, people assume and hope that that means that they'll be tightening the rules on this and there will be less of this. I certainly hope that happens because you'd like to think that somebody somewhere will step up and do the right thing and then put pressure on other political parties to do the same
0: maybe the way to do this is what gary mason has done and i know uh, von palmer of the sun has written about this in the past is that we shine light on these things that politicians when they're elected can't do it privately so if everybody knows who goes to the twenty thousand dollar a plate yeah uh, i'd like tete to tete. see who was at that tete tete. Tete. dinner. Uh, so, OK, if, if the parties need to raise money, and this is a way they they raise money, maybe that's not the sin. The sin is keeping it secret because she is there as the leader of the Liberal Party. But and nobody gives a damn about the leader of Party X. She is the premier. That's why people pay money. That's why people make money to talk to John Horgan, not because he's an NDP MLA, but he's the premier in waiting if we, they win the next election. Maybe what has to happen is that they have to tell us who comes and buys the tickets when they do these functions. It's not good enough to say it's a private affair.
1: I'm a little disappointed, too, to hear that the SFU chancellor, Angie Ordini, is the one who put this dinner on. You'd like to think that public institutions like that will stay out of these things. This is a pretty partisan fundraiser uh, for a school like Simon Fraser University to tie themselves to in this way. disappoints me. I'm a student there. And I'm pretty disappointed to hear that they would uh, do something like that. We're going to be talking more about that story coming up. But if you want to weigh in, send me at uh, cknw.com. Also making news this morning. I don't know about this one. This, like you know, this story has been so bizarre. I'm not sure anything's going to happen as a result of this. This this put a dent on Donald Trump's popularity? But his campaign manager has actually been charged with battery this morning.
0: Yeah, this is uh, Corey Lewandowski. Um, it, it's charged with simple battery, simple assault, stemming from an altercation with the Bret Bart news reporter Michelle Fields. She was uh, working for Bret Bart at the time, and uh, she was walking along and uh, walked up to Trump to ask him a question at an event. And Lewandowski grabbed her and pulled her back. Uh, you know, you've seen some of the security folks tackle protesters and things like that. Um, well, the police now have laid the charge. Uh, they have a video in which it's not obscured. Apparently, it's quite clear. Of, yeah, of what a Lew- very different perspective
1: yeah, than you've seen uh, in previous videos of, of this. what
0: Lewandowski did. And uh, she was uh, yanked, pulled, bruised. And uh, now uh, Lewandowski faces a charge. A charge of of assault. Now you know Trump downplayed all this before, but police have felt that there's enough there to lay a. It's a simple assault charge. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Tempest in a teapot. Uh, will it hurt Trump? Probably not. But uh, it. You think it wouldn't help?
1: Yeah, you'd like to think You know, interesting more, uh, story on Politico.com this morning about how the the negative numbers associated with Donald Trump, the people who are kind of waking up in the campaign and deciding they don't like what they see, those have been growing. Uh, exponentially, in the last 30 to 60 days, if you take a look at that story. And yeah, this this isn't going to help, especially since the statement coming from Donald Trump's camp this morning is that he is completely innocent and will fight these charges, and that's all there is to it. Nothing else is going to change. So, which,
0: Okay, which is fine, Simi. Until such time, uh, two weeks later, two months later, long after the election, Lewandowski gets up and pleads guilty. Yeah. And that's the thing. Gore's got
1: an excellent point on that, uh, too, because after the spotlight is gone, something happens. What happens then?
0: Well, there's a soccer player in England playing in the richest league in the world for Sunderland, young guy, mid-20s, got charged with uh, sexually touching a young girl. I've been following this story. He pleaded not guilty. The team, after two weeks, suspended him, brought him back after much public criticism, saying he pleaded not guilty, innocent until proven guilty, right? He then goes into court a month or two later, mid-season, he pleads guilty. Well, the president of the soccer club has had to quit. His career is over. He's going to prison for 10 years. I think yeah. it's 10 years. He's going to prison. He was grooming this girl. There were he, text messages. That he was, pleaded oh. guilty. So the club is looking like a fool because—, because they believed him. They believed that, oh, you know, and then he gets up in court and, and without a trial pleads guilty. So— uh, so it so again you have to be very careful yeah we, we defend Lewandowski thing. I've always yeah. said
1: that right? I've always said that is you never really know with people like be careful be careful be careful because you can never really tell no, uh, the, what
0: people uh, are like this crime is no different okay I mean, sorry it's much different much different than the English case but
1: but it's a principle you're yeah. talking about make coming out and defending somebody when you're right at the beginning of the process be careful what you're saying out there uh, we'll talk more about that too we'll have more coming up right after this all right, a couple more stories to get through about what's going on right now. We were talking about paying to get access to the premier. Well, I'm sure the parents of a teenager who died in MCFD would love to be able to have some FaceTime with the premier to talk about what happened to their son. But instead, they're being forced to sue.
0: Uh, they filed the lawsuit yesterday, which would have been Nick Lang's 16th birthday. Uh, remember the story last June? Yeah, He was of a course. 15-year-old uh, in Campbell River uh, in a drug rehab program. Parents voluntarily put him into the program to try and help him beat his crystal meth addiction. Uh, Mom was madly texting the um, probation officer, uh, trying to tell the probation officer phone calls that, that my son is suicidal, uh, texting me with some suicidal thoughts. Six days into the program, he was dead in a closet. Um and now the parents are suing for negligence basically saying the province knew the government knew and uh... the right people didn't know in the group home in campbell river who who were on the ground working with uh... this the boy they didn't know about right. some of the stuff that had lay known they would have taken much greater precaution to make sure he couldn't hurt himself.
1: Right now, of course, as Gord mentioned, this is a lawsuit that's just been filed. None of the allegations have been proven in court, but it is a case that you can bet we will be following since this story has been so much in the news over the last year. Uh, Also making news this morning, you know, when you go to the doctor, you're not feeling well. Doctor tells you it might be this. It might be that. Do you Gord go home and then look it up on the internet?
0: I don't, but I have family members who do, uh, very much do. And, uh, if it's a much more serious diagnosis, I think it's kind of a human thing to do now, is that you've got the textbooks and you've got all the big fat books. They're not in book form anymore. You just go on the Internet. Uh, but it's a big concern for anybody who has to hear the word cancer.
1: Nearly half of all Canadian adults are asking questions about cancer. Most of those turned first to the Internet for information. And that, of course, you get caught in that kind of uh-huh. vortex of information and bad news and all of that, and it leaves them confused, overwhelmed, and stressed out. That's according to a new survey commissioned by the Canadian and, Cancer Society. You're looking for information, and then it's like, be careful what you ask for.
0: The Canadian Cancer Society and the BC Cancer Agency spend a ton of effort to try and help people navigate to get proper information, appropriate information that doesn't scare the crap out of them. Um, go to your pharmacist, Simi, when you pick up your next prescription. You know that just about everything in your medicine cabinet will kill you. Like if you ever go through all of the oh, just look um, at those
1: ads for drugs on yeah, the TV, uh, what, that they, how long they spend they, telling you all the side effects. The
0: side effects, yeah. If you ever go to the side effects that in a small don't number read of people, them. Oh my yeah. goodness, it'll scare the daylights out of you. And you throw in the word cancer, it's an even bigger concern that can get people more upset and more uptight than they need to be. But. You know, the Cancer Society and the Cancer Agency are working really hard to try and help you avoid that if you use them.
1: Right, but I think there is kind of a void of information there that needs to be filled for people. Gord, thank you very much for that. I've certainly experienced that in my family where they feel like they have no choice. They can't get a hold of their doctor anytime they have a question. they got to go somewhere for more information. If that resonates with you, let me know. Simi at cknw.com. We have a lot to talk about on the show today. Coming up next, though, we're going to dive more into this paying for access to politicians.
0: This is News Talk 980 CKNW, Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk.